Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm going to pray real quick. Lord, I just ask that you would uh, give me the words to speak and help me to accurately articulate uh, what it is that I believe that you had for me to speak this morning. Uh, I pray that every word would land exactly where it needs to land and deal with exactly what it needs to deal with in all of our hearts, including mine. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I only got a couple of long-winded pages here. This morning I want to talk a little bit on a few points considering reservations. How many have ever made reservations places before? We've all made reservations going to a, a hotel or some place to stay. Maybe we kind of reserved a spot with a family member. But I am specifically want to talk about doubt. Does anybody have any reservations in your life this morning? Things that are stopping you from going forward. Things that may be preventing you from doing what you know you need to do. What the Lord's called you to do. Some reservations. I want to talk about specifically a few points of why you may have reservations in your life or things that are causing your reservations. The first one that I want to address is uncertainty. Can anybody say they have some uncertainty in their life? We all had a lot of uncertainty this past year and a half, wouldn't you say? We've all had a lot of that going on. And I want to read from Ecclesiastes 11. I'll give you a minute to get there. Ecclesiastes 11. I might pronounce that with a little bit of a southern voice. So, but I'm in Lithia, so it's okay. It says here, He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Uncertainty. Jeremy was talking about distractions. How we can be distracted by the wind in our life. We can be distracted by clouds, by covering. When the rain just seems to leave, but the clouds come back. Is that anybody? Have you ever had rain in your life? And you thought it was over with. And the clouds just showed back up. They just wouldn't leave. They distracted you. They distracted me. I thought this season of my life was over, but then dumb clouds come back in my life, start clouding things up, literally. Get distracted by clouds because of uncertainty. We don't know how this thing's going to play out sometimes. But we don't know. We don't know. We stop from sowing seeds based on the weather. How many know he's the weather controller in our lives? 
Ecclesiastes 12 says this. It's a short chapter, so buckle up. It says, Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days came and the years draw near when you will say, I have no delight in them. Before the stars and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain and the day that the watchmen of the house tremble and mighty men stoop, the grinding one stands idle because there are few and those who look through windows grow dim. Have you ever felt like there ain't enough people in your life to help you? And the doors on the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low and one will arise at the sound of the bird and all the daughters of song will sing softly. Furthermore, men are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road. The almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags himself along and the caterberry is ineffective. For men goes to his eternal home while mourners go about in the street. Remember him before the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is crushed. The pitcher by the well is shattered and the wheel at the cistern is crushed. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanities of vanities, said the preacher, all is vanities. In addition to being a wise man, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, and he pondered, searched out, and arranged many proverbs. The preacher sought to find delightful words and to write words of truth correctly. The words of wise men are like goads, and masters of these collections are like well-driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. Beyond this, my son, be warned. The writing of many books is endless, and excessive devotion to books is weary on the body. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God. Keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment. Everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. There is just a few things that we need to hold on to. And I'll say it again. The conclusion when all has been heard, is fear God, keep His commandments. That's it. Fear God and keep His commandments. See, if we fear the Lord, that's a righteous fear. How many would say you fear your dad sometimes? I hope my kid's raising his hand over there. <laughs> but you know, when you fear your dad, it's not because you're like literally afraid of him, but it's because of the respect that you have for his authority in your life, right? 
there's an authority that the Lord has in our life or should have in our life. But sometimes wouldn't you say that he probably doesn't hold the level of authority that he should have? The fact that sometimes we do things we know he says directly not to do? Yes? Y'all are quiet this morning. Either I'm not doing a very good job or y'all are thinking a lot. See, sometimes, see, these uncertainties will stop us and cause us to have reservations that hold us back. One of the other things that will keep you having reservations in your life, promise you this is going somewhere, is things you want to do with your time. How many have ever told your kids, I do, hey, I just need some me time. I need some time to do things I want to do. You ever find yourself there? It's like do-do stuff. Well, you do stuff. You do stuff. <laughs> but you want to do things that you want to do, right? Nobody. Anybody? Euler. <laughs> but those things can stop us if they don't have their proper place. I find myself a lot of times asking the Lord, does what I want to do even matter? Even in business life, does it matter what I do on a day-to-day -day basis? Is it even worth my time and investment? Because how many know that the enemy would love to keep you preoccupied and even be successful with something that doesn't matter? Anything to stop you from doing what it is that you're called to. In Ecclesiastes 2, 10 and 11, it says, All that my eyes desire, I did not refuse them. How many of there's sometimes that we desire things we probably should refuse? Kids, that's a good word, because you know what, kids, youth, I should say, the man who wrote this, he went mad, and he was considered one of the wisest men that ever lived, because he didn't say no to things that he should have said no to. He said, all that my eyes desire, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. For my heart was pleased because all my labor, and this was my reward for all my labor. Thus I considered all my activities, which my hands had done, and the labor which I had exerted. And behold, all was vanity. And I strived after wind, and there was no profit under the sun. He goes on to say in verse 18 and 19, So I hated all my toil with which I have toiled under the sun, for I must leave it behind to someone who will be after me. Don't that make you feel good? You give 40, 50 years of your life to things that you save up and make money on, and you just got to give it to somebody else when you're gone. To make sure it's worth it. As it says, and who knows whether he will be wise or foolish, yet he will exercise control of all the fruit of my toil 
with which I toiled wisely under the sun. This also is vanity. He says in uh, chapter 10, verse 15, the toil of a fool so wearies him that he does not even know how to go to the city. The work of his hands and the things that he was doing, he didn't even know how to go into the city. He didn't know how to take rest. He didn't know how to use the toil of his hands for whatever it was that he was supposed to be using the toil of his hands for. You ever feel like you're in a, a rat wheel and you just can't get out because there ain't no exit in a rat wheel unless you step off? Anybody feel that way sometimes? I feel that way sometimes. Lord, do something. He says, get off the wheel. Amen. Get off the wheel. Somebody come up here and mix these up. Just kidding. It was me. The third thing that I want to point out that would keep you having reservations in your life is hurt and pain. Anybody had hurt and pain? I can't imagine that there isn't one person in this place who hasn't had hurt and pain in their life. <laughs> or caused hurt and pain. Yep. Hurt and pain. Like in John 11, we all know the story of Lazarus. Right? That's a well-known story. Mary says, you weren't here when I needed you. I found myself in that place sometimes with the Lord. You weren't here when I needed you. You waited. While I sat in a corner and cried by myself. And you weren't there. But he was there. I just didn't know he was there. But he always shows up when he needs to show up. We see an example of this. When Jacob and Rachel and his family were traveling to Bethel. And it says in Genesis uh, 35 that when they were traveling, Rachel became, uh, started having the baby. And it says that, she said this in 35 verse 16, then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was still some distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and she suffered severe labor pains. When she was in severe labor, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for now you have another son. And it came about as her soul was departing, for she died, that she named him Benon. But his father called him Benjamin. See, this is important. 
because the biblical method to give a child a name reflected either the mother's state of mind or hope for what the child would become. And the name that she named her son means the son of my sorrows. Oh, but Jacob said, no, 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 no. You ain't going to name this boy the son of my sorrows. I'm going to call him Benjamin. It means the son of my right hand. See, she found herself in a place where she was sorrowful. And if you remember a little of the backstory of Rachel, she was the chosen wife that Jacob got duped into marrying the other sister first. I'm glad we don't have to go through that anymore. And this was only her second son, Benjamin. So sometimes we find ourselves in that place where we feel like we're holding back our little bit of oil because of one of these things or maybe there's some others that I didn't touch on. Nevertheless, we still end up having reservations in our life. And there's places that are reserved even in this house for you. And we can't move on without you. Because there's a spot for you. So we all wait until it's time for everybody to move. Which could be very time consuming. If we don't address some of the things that are causing us to have reservations in our life. Because... Even dealing with what they were dealing with with the Ford Conference here this past weekend was a lot of mental health things they had going on. How many know that if any of us are dealing with any kind of a mental health issue, it's going to be very hard for us to move on? Amen? If any of us are not fully equipped to handle whatever it is that we're going to be walking into, we're not going to be fully effective. Because I'm telling you, the world's not getting any better right now. It should with every church a mile apart from each other, on any given road that you go down, you would think things would be getting better. But they're not. So I don't think it's the problem with the church location or the road that it is on, but I think it might be a problem with all of us that are sitting in the building. That we need to be equipped. We need to know what our marching orders are. I want to briefly touch on vacancies. How many know that having a reservation at a place to stay or reside is a little bit different than pulling up to a place and seeing a big old sign that says vacancy. I found that through traveling, if we did not make a reservation at a place, we were looking around for somebody who had a spot that wasn't allocated to somebody. Anybody ever done that? 
It's not always very pleasing because you never know what you're going to get because you didn't have a chance to scope the place out first. I've talked previously about how when Jesus showed up, they went to an inn and they were looking for a place to go. And the people at the inn said, I'm sorry, this place is full. There's not any room for you here. The only place that he could find room was a humble place. But in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus speaks a little bit to a vacancy and he says, Verse 43, now when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when it comes, it finds it unoccupied. It's swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the last state of the man becomes worse than the first. This is the way it will also be with this evil generation. It's not good enough for us to just clean up. And inside. But that spot's got to be filled with something. Because if you just clean it up, but the Lord isn't the inhabitant of that place, what are you going to do when another strong man tries to show up and take over your place? What are we going to do? If we don't have the Lord and we're not fully devoted to Him and give Him full access to all of our rooms, what are we going to do? Because I could promise you that there's a lot of people that wear the badge Christian that would not know what to do should they walk into a drug house. Would we know what to do? If we showed up in a place where there was a prostitution operation going on and the Lord sent us there, would we know what to do? Because then people are dying. They are lost for hope. And if we have vacancies in our life, what are we going to do? This is a real deal. But there's good news. Tell your neighbor good news. The greatest vacancy of all times was that vacant tomb. The greatest vacancy of all times was that vacant tomb. And guess what? 
Nobody else can go there. Jesus says in John 14, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Who's a dwelling place in here? In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Amen. And receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. There is good news. See, despite whether or not you have reservations in your life or uncertainty, the Lord can fill those vacancies. There, I believe that there was some vacancies filled this morning already, and I didn't even really need to preach. I want to end with this poem that was written by a man in the late 1800s. It says here, work while it is day. Work while it is day, or sorry, work while the day is long, while the right arm is strong, while the lifeblood is young, night cometh on. Work while the sun is high in the bright smiling sky. Swiftly life's minutes fly by. Night cometh on. Strive with thine heart and soul. Press to the distant goal. Waste not the hours that roll. Night cometh on. Life is a season lent. Moments as treasures sent. See that they're wisely spent. Night cometh on. What thy hand finds to do, that with thy might pursue, with a brave heart and true, night cometh on. What through we toil in pain, twilt be all in vain. Haste then the good to gain, night cometh on. With thy grief rack the chest, Doth thou not come arrest? Let us do our best. Night cometh on. Y'all want to stand with me? We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you would like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org. We hope to see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.